Hi, everybody. You're listening to Inherited, a sound-rich, solutions-focused, youth storytelling podcast about the climate crisis. And I'm Shaylin Martos, your season three host. In episode eight, Kirti Kapal shared the voices of three indigenous Tao people of Lanyu, Orchid Island. Her sound-rich story, Island of People, was a closer look into the climate resilience and cultural memory of the Tao and how the effects of the climate crisis and industrialization of Lanyu is changing their land forever. Kirti and I were able to meet near the end of her story's production. She was about to track her final script, and I was deep into script writing for the season. Today, I have the honor of introducing our last behind-the-scenes storyteller interview on Kirti's experiences in multimedia journalism and building community in Taiwan. And just a heads up, the apartment next to Kirti's was under construction when we talked, so you might hear some hammering noise in the background of the interview. So my name is Kirti. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a journalist. I'm also a documentary filmmaker, a storyteller, and I got into this project through my Fulbright National Geographic Storytelling Fellowship. So I was doing research and documenting some stories in Taiwan. Kirti, you've produced fantastic work in written, film, photo, and audio mediums. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey so far in news media? Sure. I think I'm pretty new to media, I guess, in general. Um, I have done journalism throughout like high school and college, um, and I graduated in 2021. The year in Taiwan was definitely the longest like project I'd worked on by myself independently. And so that was a really big learning experience for a lot of different kinds of media. I was learning a lot about like photo and filming and translation and writing and all of that. So Georgia told me that you were a Climate Initiative Cohort Fellow at the Solutions Journalism Network. It's an organization that works to educate news media makers on more equitable practices. And we had inherited really hope to encourage more solutions journalism out there. So as someone who was a part of this cohort for SJN, what does solutions journalism truly mean to you? That's a good question. And probably after a year of this fellowship, I should have like a good elevator pitch answer. But I think <laughs> I think solutions journalism is quality reporting on the ways to solve problems. And that mm. can be really broad, but I think it could be highlighting a solution that works and how it's being implemented and in a way that could potentially allow other people to implement a similar solution. It could also be looking at how a solution doesn't work and maybe what a solution is missing out on or mm -hmm. not quite meeting the mark. So you and I, Kirthi, are, are chatting later on in our season's production and you're super close to wrapping up. It's been a full six months since you pitched to us at this point. What have you learned throughout this process? That's crazy. It's been six months. <laughs> it's funny because it's actually now, it's basically like a year since I was in Lanyu. Mm -hmm. It's weird to think that it's been a whole year, but um, it's been a cool process to get to go back through these um, interviews and, and through the audio. I never actually intended to make a podcast when I was there. I wasn't mm. recording audio with the intention of making a podcast. I was planning on just doing writing. So it's just been interesting to kind of go back through the material with a different intention and um, thinking about the audio as the product um, has been cool. I'm really glad that you brought that up, Kirti, because I wanted to chat more about this with you. The unique thing about your story as compared to our other storytellers was that you had already reported for a year before even pitching to us. And I love that you chose 
our show as an opportunity to get deeper into a particular aspect of your experiences in Lanyu with Xie Shenji. Can you speak a bit on utilizing your reporting for, for different multimedia projects? While I was there, I was thinking about different outputs, but a lot of what I was doing was also doing like in-depth interviews and meeting people and just kind of like exploring and learning without necessarily always knowing exactly what that was going to turn into in terms of a product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So there's like challenging aspects of that for sure. Um, But it was also a very cool, unique experience to have like a lot of time to dive into just like learning and listening and having 24 hours a day to like kind of talk to people and, and understand a a wider story. And I was looking at a few different locations um, and hearing about climate action and climate resilience and things like that. So it's really um, a cool opportunity. And Jules reached out to me on Twitter and told me about Inherited. And so that's how I found out about the podcast. And I, at that point Mm -hmm. was looking for ways to kind of put some of the materials that I'd collected to use. And so Mm -hmm this seemed like a cool opportunity to do that. For your fellowship, did you focus on Maran or or was he just a person that was a part of your project? So there's three people that I focus on in this episode. Mm-hmm. And those were three of the people that I met on Orchid Island, but I met a lot of people while I was staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like about a 5,000 person population on the island. It's kind of easy to just like snowball meet people like you would meet one person and then you'd meet their friends and then you'd meet their friends and it would just kind of spiral like that and um I was really lucky in meeting some people who like really helped me connect with other people and 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 find Mm. people who are experts in different ways uh about different kind of parts of the ecology of the island or the movements of the island there's a lot of environmental justice organizing that's happening on the island um they're they've been fighting to get nuclear waste removed from their island for decades and that still hasn't happened. So there's like a lot of really impressive activism that's happening and really important activism that's happening. So I got connected with a lot of people through that. And Shishunji is someone who I met through a friend that I met like literally at a restaurant one day. I was like eating lunch and this girl was eating lunch next to me and we started talking and then she offered to like drive me on her scooter. Her name's YY and she actually helped me with some of the audio for the project. So that's oh, beautiful. Um, cool as well. Well, shout out YY. Yeah, <laughs> shout out YY. Um, she's a real one. Yeah, and she's friends with Shirshwan Ji and she connected me with him and we would just hang out a lot and like go diving and we would go to his his farm in the woods and, and he taught us a lot and um, was a great person to hang out with. So fantastic. it kind of was a lot of meeting people by chance. Yeah. If someone told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? No. But there is something to be said about leaping into the unknown. That's what our podcast, Outside In, is all about. It's a safer way to explore all the weird, wonderful, and uncomfortable questions you have about the natural world. Like... What's it like to decompose? All of the germs and bacteria is saying, okay, baby, we got to get rid of this person. Or why the hell do we have lawns? Who the hell needs five acres of ornamental grass? I'm Nate Hedgie, host of Outside In. 
a podcast where curiosity and the natural world collide. Sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's ridiculous, but it's always a wild journey. That's outside slash in from New Hampshire Public Radio. While change may not happen overnight, the movement for a more just society is gaining momentum. Tune in to Crooked Media's Pod Save the People, where every week you can learn about the stories that are impacting communities of color from people of color. With hosts DeRay McKesson, Kaya Henderson, Miles Johnson, and Diara Ballinger, Pod Save the People gives an exciting blend of politics, culture, and social issues all in one place. From book censorship to discussing Beyonce's impact on society. Tune in to Pod Save the People every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. Was this like the most personal piece that you've created out of this fellowship experience in Lanyu, in Orchid Island? I think a lot of the work that I ended up doing in Orchid Island did feel very personal because um, I had the luxury of time to really build connections with people as I was interviewing them. And um, Lanyu has a, a history of, I think, outside media sources kind of coming in and doing like extractive media or um, taking stories and maybe not taking the time to really understand like the context behind those stories. And so I was very mm-hmm. kind of cognizant of my position as an outsider and was kind of nervous about um, doing like extractive media. Obviously I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. That's a bad, that's a bad practice. And we're always trying to avoid that. Um, so I think it was essential to like build personal connections with people and like actually share like myself with them as well as mm-hmm. them taking all that time to share themselves with me. Um, so it does feel like a personal piece, but it's also not really personal because it's not about me at all. And I think mm-hmm. um, the people, the three storytellers who are featured in this piece, like they had so much to say, and this is like scratching the surface of what they would tell you if they were just like talking to you. Yeah. But yeah, it's personal to them and they're my friends. So it's personal to me. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate the time that you're taking and the way that you're explaining relationships with the people that you're interviewing and the storytellers that you have shared in this piece. Do you have any other sort of tips and tricks and advice for other climate storytellers, maybe from a people-focused perspective or anything of that nature? Yeah, I think I'm not an expert on this by any means. And I think (laughs) it really depends on the context that you're telling a story in and the, like your goal with the story and also, yeah, the method of the story that you're doing. And so this project that I was in Taiwan for, it was kind of like a documentary project in a lot of ways. So I was doing documentary film and the interviews I was doing, the research, quote unquote research I was doing was like kind of in, in that documentary spirit. So I think that gives you the freedom to be like a little bit more long form and just take time to listen to people. So I guess that's like one of my main pieces of advice would be if you're telling a story about a place that you're unfamiliar with, or you're new to like take the time to just listen to people ask a lot of questions and hang around a lot um and let people ask you questions too because i think that's a super like valid thing for if you're coming to interview someone about their life um Mm -hmm. for them to also know who you are and why you care and what brings you to this to this story into the space as well and 
that's a little different from like the way you might be interviewing like like a public official yeah like a public official or like a a person in a position of power like if you're mm-hmm. um you know there's different ways to approach different kinds of interviews but i think in like a interview where you're maybe asking someone for their life story and for like personal really personal information i think like we should just lead with being human beings. I mean, great advice. <laughs> no notes on that. Just be a person. <laughs> be a person. It's usually, it usually can't go wrong, you know, just try to be a person. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kirti. That's the questions that I have for you. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with me? Um, yeah, I guess I would just say like, this is one small story from Lanyu and it's a few small snippets of three people um, who I met there. And there are mm-hmm. so many stories from Lanyu and from Taiwan that I don't think we necessarily hear a lot, especially in, in the U.S. where I am, but maybe in other countries as well. Um, I think our news of Taiwan can often focus a lot on like cross-strait relations with China um, mm-hmm. or these big like geopolitical issues. Um, and there's a lot more that's going on there. And there's a lot that's going on in Lanyu and a lot of um, stories to tell. So this is really scratching the surface. And... Yeah, I just hope to encourage people to learn learn more about like the history of of Lanyu and of Taiwan and of Taiwan's indigenous people. Thank you so much, Kirti, for for taking the time to talk with me, especially with everything going on. Like you're about to track today, you're finishing up the edits and everything. It's super exciting, and this is actually the last episode. This is the last thing that people will hear from Inherited this season. So thank you for being a part of this very last um, craft interview. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. We've reached the end of season three of Inherited. My eternal love to every storyteller this season. Kamara Aaron, Paloma Moreno Jimenez, Mo Isu, Emma Shulman, Reese Watmore, Radu Storkitsa, V Pham, and Kirti Kopal. Thank you to our illustrious producers, Jules Bradley and Georgia Wright, our audio engineer, James Riley, and our engineering fellow, Christian Romo. To everyone who touched the season, contributed in any way to our music, design, web posts, access to equipment and facilities, I am truly grateful. Inherited is brought to you by YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation. We're distributed by Critical Frequency, a podcast network founded by women journalists. For more information about our show, team, and storytellers, visit our website at yr.media slash inherited. Sainam Asi for taking this journey with us. May these stories carry across land and sea and uplift a new generation of climate storytellers. Thank you. <laughs>